Hey guys, and welcome to Podcast 23 of the JRE Review. The Joe Rogan Experience Review. This podcast is basically just a review of the weekly podcast that Joe Rogan puts on, where either just me, depending on my schedule, or a guest will come on, or a fan of Joe Rogan, and we'll talk about what we thought of the week's podcast, um, kind of give it a, a bit of a, a summary in a sense, and uh, just kind of bring up some questions and thoughts that we found interesting. Uh, it's an important podcast, as I've said many times, and I, I promise I will stop saying this, but but because I'm getting a lot of new listeners, it's just important to uh, explain that this is kind of a tribute and homage to powerful Joe Rogan and his fascinating podcast. Uh, not just that it entertains people, but that it changes lives. It does change people's lives. And uh, uh, sometimes they touch on it in the podcast, but I don't think that they give it quite the credit that uh, it deserves. And, um, you know, people listen to Joe and really get inspired and it's really powerful stuff. It's not just entertainment, uh, though it is very entertaining. And, um, you know, I want to give a voice to that in some way. I really enjoy it. I've got a lot out of it. I know a lot of people that I know have. And, I, you know, I want to have them on and talk about it and myself talk about it and get into it. So uh, uh, this week I'm going to hit on a couple of the MMA ones. MMA 41 with TJ Dillashaw and Dwayne Ludwig. Uh, Dwayne Ludwig is a bit of a legendary trainer that's uh, been around for quite a while. And uh, TJ Dillashaw, of course, is, uh, I believe, the bantamweight champion now in the UFC. Uh, great fighter. Uh, first saw him in the Ultimate Fighter. And uh, he, I've always liked that kid. It, tons of confidence. Uh, seemed really genuine and, um, and just kind of seemed like always down for a challenge. And the only negatives I ever heard about him from uh, having some Team Alpha Male guys on Rogan's podcast, um, Cody and Faber, is they, they just said he was like extremely competitive and, you know, maybe overly so and a little aggressive. But how the hell else do you become a fucking champ? Like, I don't know. So... Uh, you know, even the bad things, when when even the bad things you've heard about somebody is kind of like, in your eyes, a positive thing. I mean, that says something about about the, the guy. Um, but anyway, there's been a lot of team alpha male controversy since TJ left. Uh, TJ, I guess, was working with Dwayne and, and Faber said, look, you're either with us or you with him blah 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 like in group out group stuff and tj just said well you know just the fact that you even gave me that ultimatum i'm gone which is reasonable right i mean why can't it be that everybody can benefit you know you take all the best trainers from wherever you can and and that's how you do it and you know i don't know you you, you see this stuff i mean the cowboy Cerrone podcast recently where he's basically left the greg jackson's camp there's just too much ego going on in these places people need to relax you know i don't know people are saying that it's loyalty issues but it's like slow down with your loyalty you know you just go in where you need to go i mean at what point is that just kind of like a bad example um i go to my local whole foods all the time if i started shopping at trader joe's across the road what are they going to get upset with each other no 
you just found something that you need over there. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think if people just want to train at other paid places, the only thing you should take from that is uh, some reevaluation. Look at yourself and say, is the training we're doing here as good as it can be? If people are looking for other types of training, is the training here as good as it could be? That's what I was getting from it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a cool thing that, that TJ does in his classes now with Dwayne Ludwig is he'll take regular classes with guys. So, you know, you could go over there, pay whatever, a couple of hundred for a month or classes or however they have it set up. And then all of a sudden TJ's in your class, you know, hitting pads with you and all the rest of it. And that's, that's pretty fucking cool. That would be a lot of fun to be able to just uh, be training with a world-class guy like that. Um, I don't know. That would be pretty awesome. At the moment, uh, TJ is working with uh, some dietitian guy that's, uh, I guess he's like a calculus teacher from what they were saying. And and uh, apologies, I forget his name. You have to get it from the podcast. But the dude sounds like a genius. Um, they're taking hair samples from the fighters. They're seeing what they're low in. Um, you know, they're, they're making sure that uh, different levels are off. I guess uh, TJ has kind of like high arsenic. Um, so they're really, they're really going at his camps with, or his training and his diet with um, a really scientific approach, which is kind of new. And, and I think it's so important that they're doing this, especially when you hear like doctors don't know anything about nutrition and half the nutritionists don't agree with each other. But once you start getting world-class fighters, especially, on this stuff, it's uh, it really gets them. Um, it, you know, you're gonna learn a lot. You're gonna learn a ton about what the best things are. Like he needs to, you know, he knows when to rest, when not to. Uh, sleeping with a heart rate monitor that helps him know that right tomorrow you go kind of go a bit easier. And um, it's basically like a keto type diet. Is from what he's saying. He does have some fruits. He does need some carbohydrates on the diet as well. And, um, um, you know, he, it, it sounds like TJ is maybe the most disciplined fighter in the UFC. I mean, uh, we all have our opinions on that, I'm sure, but just listening to the way that he's doing things, he's a father now and, uh, he sacrifices a lot for his family. What I really liked is, uh, Joe made a joke that he was saying that, um, having kids changes you, changes things. And uh, ever since he's had kids, he noticed that if there's two bananas, because his daughter loves bananas, so if he, if he notices there's two bananas on the counter, and one's a brown one and one's like a perfect yellow one, he eat the brown one because he knows his daughter will want the other one. But the joke is that if it was just him and his wife, he'd be like, shit, that bitch would be getting the brown one. And that used to be a joke in his set. And I, and I find it funny, but it's... It's nice. It's a it's a good joke, but it's also like one of those things that you think about when when you hear you know really good parents talking about the type of sacrifice that's necessary. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, talking about some of the other therapies they go through, they go through uh, chiropractor doing ca uh, uh, cryo. Cryo is really good. I've done that a few times. It, it feels pretty amazing. I don't know what it's really doing, but I'm going to keep giving it a shot. Uh, TJ's doing it a bunch. 
and um, he, he says it's working for him. Uh, Joe, of course, jumps on that whole chiropractic science is nonsense, and uh, you know you can't heal everything by cracking your back. Obviously, they really both of them kind of agreed that massage is a better way. Uh, massage is probably the more import. You know, it's just a more effective. Uh, process for kind of like helping your body and readjusting and those sorts of things. I mean, really though, that assumes that these the massages know what they're doing. Uh, it's so hit or miss with massage. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it it feels good, but uh, when you've got real injuries, I don't know how much uh, you can do with it. Uh, TJ is is uh, an interesting guy because he's in a, a special position, um, being. The weight class that he is, he can kind of fight at anywhere between 125 and 145. And that's unique because he might be in a position to be the triple champ. That would be an incredible feat. I think uh, that's the next thing for people being that Connor got the two and he's the double champ. But uh, the triple champ would be legit. And TJ, who knows? I mean, he might be able to do it. Um TJ's an interesting cat because, I mean, he's no dummy. He was actually in uh, PA school, physician's assistant school, before he was, like, full-on into fighting. And he left that. He left that schooling uh, to be a full-time fighter. I mean, this is before you're getting paid a ton. So that's a, that's a huge gamble. Obviously, it's paid off big time for him. And uh, it really speaks volumes to... You know, going with your heart, but not only that, putting everything into it. And he's fought for a very long time. Uh, working a lot on his jiu-jitsu right now. Uh, Eddie Bravo has a new combat jiu-jitsu where you can hit. And, um, um, you know, that sort of jiu-jitsu is really pulling in some of these MMA guys that before were, like, not into the limited, you know, standard jiu-jitsu uh, competitions. But now that you can throw some palm strikes and things, I mean, it's really evening the playing field for like high-level MMA guys to be like, you know what, let's start grappling at high levels too, um, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, Joe was saying, interestingly enough, and I do some jiu-jitsu, uh, that he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't only do nogi. He mostly does when he wears the gi, though. He doesn't really use it, which is fascinating because I never really thought about that. You know, I, the only times I've ever seen videos of like Eddie Bravo or Joe training, uh, they were, they, it was all no gi, you know, and I wondered if they ever used the gi. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of either of them in a gi, but uh, it was kind of interesting to hear that they don't even use it when they have it. And what, what they means for those that don't train, when you're using the gi, you can use the lapels, I mean, basically like the collar, you can twist it and choke people. Right, so you can use the, the the jacket or the pants or whatever to like throw people around. You can use it against them, but in real life, unless people are wearing clothes very similar to that, I mean, maybe a collared shirt you could choke someone out, but generally it's not that useful. So no gi grips, and no gi means that you're just wearing like, you know, kind of like shit you'd wear to the gym. Um, you know, those grabs and things make more sense, and and it really does. It's good logic. I like. I always like that Joe stays real true to like what works, and uh, that's pretty solid. Uh, some of the things TJ is working on right now, he, he has a spice company, 
uh, where he makes spices, meat spices and things. Joe's tried some of that. It's really good, so check that out. Uh, some big news. UFC is going to ESPN, which is pretty badass because ESPN is like a legit sports channel. Uh, so that's huge. Um, and, um, and also, uh, TJ was saying that a big part of why the sport is getting as big as it has is because Joe, in a sense, as a commentator, doesn't just talk about what's happening, but he really does teach people what's going on. And it is true. I didn't know what any of the moves were when I first watched UFC. I didn't know what an armbar was, guillotine, all that. And from watching it and him explaining what it is and breaking it down, it was like it... I didn't realize I was getting a bit of an education in it. So when I got into jiu-jitsu, I already knew some of the moves. I was like, well, not to do them, but like I knew what they were if I saw them. Um, so that was a huge thing that they paid some tribute to, and that's pretty badass. Once again, they get into the bad judges, and the bad judges need to be fired. I mean, so many bad judges out there. All these fight commissions are kind of fucked up, and who knows if they're ever going to like figure it out. But uh, at the end of the day... It looks like TJ's taking a very scientific approach to his fitness and recovery. I like that a lot because I think any good, accurate knowledge that can go into other sports and you know give other fighters the great opportunity to be their best is really uh, something we need to know more about. And it's really cool that TJ is working this hard to figure it out as well with his team, and you know not relying on steroids and other shit like that, which uh, USADA and the um, drug testing commission that the UFC has employed would never allow, and they're not letting the fighters get away with. It, it's really impressive to see these guys working so hard to find out what makes you the best possible athlete, along with the best training routine as well. So great podcast, you know, and, and Ludwig always has really insightful things he gets very excited talks too fast kind of like i do but uh um it's it's an awesome mma podcast and here's the thing if you don't listen to the mma ones often and i feel like now that he's separating the different ones people will skip those even if you're not big into fighting you know it, it just it they talk a lot about the human condition as well and it's really fascinating you should check it out so anyway thank you again for tuning in um Really appreciate it. There's going to be a few more this week. I love you guys and uh, peace.